Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Okay, continuing with Hilchot Purim. Halacha meyuchedet bemina. Yeshna Bepurim. There is a very special halacha with regards to Purim that we don't find with really any other holiday. Sheyesh la Purim shne tarichim. Purim has two dates. Berova mekomot osim et Purim beyom yudal beadar. In most places, Purim is celebrated on the 14th. Ubikrachim amukafim choma mimei Yosua binun ubisushan irabira shelachashveros osim et Purim beyom tetva beadar. And in walled cities from the time of Yehoshua and Shushan Abira, Purim is celebrated on the 15th. In order to understand why this is the case, you have to know what's going on at the time of, of, of the actual action. Haman's decree was on the 13th of Adar, Jews would be annihilated across the globe. And even though Esther Mordechai rose to the rose at the ranks, that gezera was not annulled because that was a rule. Anything that was sealed by the by the king stays. The only thing the Jewish people could do was enact a new decree with the seal of the king that they have the ability to defend themselves and kill all the people that are out to get them. Until the 13th day of Adar, no one really knew what was going to happen. One thing we did know is that the Jews were able to defend against the Persian army. But who knew? Who knows if they were going to be successful? As we know the story, that the fear of the Jews came upon the, uh, the enemies and they managed to defeat them. One day afterwards, the, the, uh, they, they made it into a, a, a day of celebration and feast, being that the, uh, the uh, attack has had eased. There were a lot more Jew haters in Shushan Abira. And one day that wasn't enough to defeat the enemy. Achashverosh was asked by Esther that give them one more day to defeat the, the Sonim of Israel. After he agreed, So on the, on the 14th day, the Jews of Shushan were still fighting. And only on the 15th, we did everything ease, and that's when they celebrated. 
Asu et Purim Bishnei Yamim Shonim. Since already from the beginning, Purim, there was two days of celebration. They established it for all the generations. So in all the other cities it was on the 14th, but on Shushan Abila, because that's where the main miracle took place, and that's where all the, uh, the story of the Megillah took place, and that's where they, uh, they, the Jews defended themselves for two days, so they made Purim on the 15th. All the important cities. They would make Purim on the 15th. What classifies a city as an important city? Uh, a walled city. That's what, the, if you had a walled city, if you had a wall around your city, you're probably a Hashuv city. So that was, the, that's what they did. One problem. At that time, Eretz Israel was very desolate. There was nothing really much going on. There were Jews living there, but it was pretty much destroyed after the destruction of the Bet Hamidash and the Babylonians came and really made a mess of the land. If they were to make the decree based on what they saw at that moment, there wouldn't be one city in the whole land that was walled at that time because everything was uh, was destroyed. Therefore, uh, they went back from the time of Yoshua Binun when he came in. That's what they looked at. Even if at that moment they were, they are uh, destroyed, there's no walls, they would make Purim on the 15th. And any city that they, that they would not have walls from the time of Yahshua, they made, uh, the Purim, made Purim on the 14th. Zulat The only exception was Shushana Bira, because even though Shushana Bira was established and founded much later, since that's where the miracle took place, they made Purim there on the 15th. Kayom, today, Yerushalayim, hi ha'ir ha'yechida, she'osim ba'etapurim betedvav. is the only city that for sure is done on the 15th. Because through Masoret, we know that Yerushalayim has been walled since the time of Yerushua Binun. There are other cities that have a safek whether or not they were, um, they were walled or not. Even today's current place of uh, uh, Susa or Sushan Abira, even that's a safek, is it a real city or not? He says we're going to talk about those laws uh, in the next chapter. Okay, so that's the that's why we have some 14 and some on the 15th. Mitzvat keriyat megillah or pirsumanes. Hakol chayavim bemikra megillah. Gevarim nashim begerim. Everyone is obligated to read the megillah or in the, hearing the megillah, both men, women, and even converts. Ve'ashomea et keriyat megillah yotzei dechova. 
a person who listens to the Megillah fulfills the obligation. On condition that he hears it from someone who he himself is obligated. If someone hears the Megillah from a child, since the child is not obligated in the mitzvah, he cannot fulfill it on behalf of the adult, so he's, the adult is not yotze. The main idea behind the reading of the Megillah is to publicize the miracle. To reveal and make known that Hashem is watching over us and He runs the world. And everything is for the best. Even as much as we experience in the days of Haman and the evil and the tzara and the, the oppression and the suffering was, was flipped letova. Through that, our emuna will be strengthened in our hearts. And this will cause Hashem's name to be revealed in a, in a positive way, of course, and the fixing of the world. So important was this reading in public. So important was that the Konim, at the, at the time of the Beit HaMikdash, they would postpone the morning Tamid Shel Shachar, spoke about this on Shabbat, they would postpone it until they, uh, to, to make sure that they heard the Megillah first. And only after they heard the Megillah, fine, then they, uh, they offered the Tamid. And even Torah scholars who spend the whole day studying, technically they can hear the Megillah and read it in the place that they learn. They stop their learning in order to come to synagogue to hear it with everybody together. Therefore, if you have a shul that has multiple minyanim, it is best if all the minyanim join into one minyan for the concept of berov am on Purim. Uh, and therefore, someone should, should, should give up their minyan and come join together. Omnam, however, someone who is um, uh, who is used to praying in a small shul, and if the numbers of, of prayer uh, attendees are small, he doesn't have to leave his shul just to go that he prays in the bigger shul because the bigger shul has more people than minyan. On condition that he um, he hears the the megillah with a minyan. Only when it's not possible to hear it with a minyan, then you could read the megillah uh, from a kosher megillah with a beracha to himself. Um, interesting note he brings here at the bottom. If you don't have a minyan, but you have seven people, you have seven people, that's what you have, or whatever, any, any number less than ten, okay? Then he says, 
it is adiv shekol echad yikra le'atzmo. It's better that every person reads for himself, okay, uh, rather than one guy read for everybody else in a situation where you're less than ten. Ki keriyat megila lechatchila ketfila. Because the the reading of the Megillah, is like a tefillah, which answers kind of the question, why did the Kohanim postpone postpone the uh, the Korban Tamid if uh, uh, for the Megillah? If we if that was the case, and technically we should postpone Amidah, we should do the Megillah first thing and then the Amidah. But I guess uh, I guess the Megillah has the status of a tefillah. So the Kriyat Megillah is like a tefillah. only with a minyan hachazan motzi takahal. Only in that situation will a chazan be motzi everybody else when you have a minyan. But one person cannot fulfill the obligation for someone else when you don't have a minyan. However, a person is able to if there's no other choice. If there's only one guy that is able to read with the ta'amim, only one guy knows how to read. Everybody else, they don't, may not know. They don't have a kosher megillah. In that situation, mutav shehu yotzit chavero. It's better that he fu- he fulfills the obligation for his friend. minyan, even though that there is uh, that there is no minyan. So those are the the laws with regards to mitzvah mekiriat megillah and piersumanes. Here in our synagogue, we do have multiple minyanim. Again, lechatchila, it's probably best that everybody should come together. I know Avi would be a big fan of that. Everybody come together beyachad and hear the kiriat megillah. Uh, somebody's going to have to give in. One of the minyanim is going to have to give. In. Well, we 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 give in one. Uh, we lose. Yeah, six forty-five is out. We 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 join the we join the eight o'clock. But it's, just, it's a question of convincing the net people to uh, to come join uh, uh, the, the the minyan. Okay, wishful thinking.